Hey friends, Brad and I started Batship because we needed someone to talk to about our bipolar. So when looking for a sponsor, BetterHelp was the obvious choice. BetterHelp provides access to therapists via text, via Zoom, via email, via phone call, 24 hours, seven days a week. I don't need to tell anyone how broken the American healthcare system is, especially when it comes to mental illness. But the beautiful thing about BetterHelp is that they'll work with you. Go to www.betterhelp.com backslash batshit. You'll get 10% off for the first month and you'll get someone to talk to right now. If you need to talk to someone, do it. Please. We love you. Welcome to Batshit, a frank and funny look at mental illness. <laughs> While we'll touch on several illnesses, Batshit is focused on those along the spectrum of bipolar disorders. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm your other host, Brad. And we're both bipolar. So strap in and let's see how bad shit we really are. Spoiler alert. Pretty damn bad shit. Bad shit. <laughs> this episode's topic, mental illness in the workplace. <laughs> now, most of you are probably, if you're working, you're mentally ill. I mean, let's yeah, just start yeah, right there. Yeah. Like you probably are developed. If you don't have something, you're developing it. The corporate environment will definitely do that to you. Yeah, that fluorescent <laughs> lighting. I mean, come on. Oh, man. Gross. The donuts. The donuts. <laughs> you, know, you know what the fucked up thing about um, me and work is? I actually do better in a workplace. When I yeah. have a structure, I do better. Like, I, I think you got a combination of like the structure going on, mm -hmm. having you're forced to get up, shower, put on your clothes. Yep, go somewhere else. You're surrounded by people. Yep. Your brain is occupied with whatever the job is mm -hmm. and whatever like bullshit small talk, you know, right. Karen at the water fountain's doing. Yeah, you can't you can't sit in your own crap. You got to be out, you know, like multitasking, answering emails, like it's it's harder for you to to live in your own shit when you have so much other shit to do and you're not at home. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I actually do better when I, now that being said, have I had some depressive states at work? <laughs> the other day, I actually, so I, I run a, I work in post and I run a team of like six or seven. And I was, you know, after I got off our daily call, uh, I realized like there were like 10 or 12 minutes out of the 30 minute combo that I was just muted and my video was off and I was just like looking at the screen like, Fuck all this, just fuck it. <laughs> At which point, after the call, I had to have another call with a different person, and they kind of like, "Hey, Adam, are you you okay? Like, you don't you didn't sound great on the call. Like, you sounded like something was off." And I'm like, "Oh, um, yeah, I'm not feeling well. Well, I'm sorry about that, buddy." <laughs> He's like, "No, no, it's fine. Just." Wanted to check in, and I'm like, you're such a good person. He's like, are you crying now? I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, but it's it's interesting because, like you said, like the workplace prevents getting into the worst of that for the time that you're at work. Right. And then it's so exhausting when you're in those states that you come home and it hits you so fucking hard. Oh, my God. Right in the teeth. Right in the teeth. I mean, I would – we talked about this a little bit on the relationship episode. Some of the things that put a strain on my marriage over the years was just my inability to socialize for long periods of time. And a lot of that was because of how exhausted I was after working. Sure. 
you know, and it's and it's not like I was working construction or some nope. shit. No, nope. you know, I mean, I was sitting at a desk. Actually, my job at that time was quality control at a post production place. So my job was to sit and watch movies all night. <laughs> but having to not allow myself to go into those episodes while I was at work, when I would have days off, they would beat the shit out of me. Yeah, and I couldn't do anything. I didn't yeah. want to see my friends. I didn't want to hang out with my wife. Yep. You know, you know, it's fun. we worked together. In an office for about a year and a half? Yeah, I think it was 18 months. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there were several times looking back on it, like, I was depressed in the office. Mm -hmm. I was manic in the office. Like, I I was that guy in the office with a barbell at my desk. (laughs) Oh, I remember that. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a guy doing curls while I was watching, because I was watching, like... So our job was quality control for... um, Movies Anywhere. Movies Anywhere, the Disney service. Yeah. And we had to watch down every movie uh, to make sure that there weren't, you know, digital hits, uh, sync Audio issues, dropouts. All sorts of stuff like that. And it, it's it's just watching movies. That's what you're doing. It was, it's yeah. a great gig. Yeah. Um, I mean, you do have to have some technical knowledge when something goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, Blah, 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 blah. 90% of it's just watching movies. Watching movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A monkey could do it. A yeah. monkey could do it. In, in fact, a monkey sat next to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. His name yeah. was Brad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I see how you turn that. <laughs> um, no. Zing! <laughs> no, but um, yeah, like I'll sit there and like I was watching movies and I was curling. I was pressing. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I even had some of the guys, because here's the other thing. When you work in quality control, you work with a bunch of really awesome, nice, technically sound people who don't aren't usually like in the creative end of the field. You know what I mean? Right. We worked with some amazing people who are extremely technical and they weren't creatives. Not that they weren't nice people or creative people. That just wasn't what their focus was. So a lot of the stuff that we did, like sometimes just like they're like, wow, this is cool. You made a, you made a short film. That's awesome. You know? And, yeah. and so for them to like, I, I can only imagine like some of the programmers looking over at me and like that creative guy is so weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's doing curls, you know, he's talking about short films that he made, you know, the other day, I think I saw him crying in the bathroom. Like creative <laughs> people are weird, man. I'm glad I'm an engineer. Yeah. I worked, uh, uh, at Technicolor, uh, for many, many years, started off doing quality control Ended up running at a department and then uh, worked in India for several months a year. That was really cool. Um, but so I was running quality control at night and um, running this whole team. And we always had these like, crazy deadlines. Everything was behind. I'd do like 80 hours a week. It Oof, was nuts on gross. overnights. Yeah. And um, looking back on it, I was so fucking manic. Like yep. I would constantly just like run up and down the halls. Like anytime I had to go somewhere in that building, I didn't walk like a normal person. I was like, uh, you know, like I was racing fucking Usain Bolt <laughs> down there. <laughs> Did you find or do you find you are more likely to go into a manic state at work? Yes. Me too. Yeah. It's so weird to me because I don't want to be there. It's not. Like, I know. It's not I know. like I'm excited to go to work. 
But like, I will sit there and be like, oh, cool. I'm going to start this transcode over here. And then I'm going to go talk to the AEs to make sure they're doing mm -hmm. it. So I better d check in with the colorists to make sure that they're communicating with the VFX team. And I'm like running all over the building. And then I'll get home. Yeah. And my wife's like, do you want to walk the dog? And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. And I like spending time <laughs> with my dog. So I don't. Yeah, I don't well, you know, it's like it. we talked about before. You can put yourself in these states. Yeah. And I think you kind of tend to do that at but, work. But why, it's like, but why do we do it at work? I don't know. We don't care about our yeah. jobs. Like, may, it's just having something to do, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But like, what and having a rush on it. I think if somebody's like, I this has to be the, done the now. Timeline, like, the deadline, sure. I, yeah. I just think that's so funny because, like, like you said, we can put ourselves in manic states. It's easier to do in certain situations than others. Like, you know what I would love? I love if, for instance, I was like, I'm going to learn Spanish. I'm going to put myself in a manic state until yeah. I learn Spanish. I wish that's, but that's, I can't do that. I like, taught myself French last year in the manic really? state. Yeah, I, I'm, I've lost most of it. Oh, uh, that would have been but cool. My, my, my go-to phrase is, uh, uh, je suis désolé, mon français est terrible. Parlez-vous anglais? I'm sorry, my French is horrible. Do you speak English? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bachelor party this past year. My sister lives in Europe. And uh, she she like went over went to France for my bachelor party with me and a bunch of the guys. And I love saying French words in a bad French accent. Like it just brings me joy, especially with my sister who speaks fluent French. You know, it's like the only thing I'd be like, merde. And she's like, don't don't do that. Not, please don't do that. I'm like, OK. Merlot. And she's like, all right, we're done. You get, go back to America, you ass. You know, you know what always gets me mm. anywhere, I, I, anytime I'm somewhere French speaking, Montreal, France. Sure, they speak French in France. I think um, so. Is certain uh, parts for whatever reason, and I've heard, I've heard this is a difficult thing to get down. Is how you're supposed to say bonjour. Oh, uh, like, the, like the rhythm and the yeah, cadence to it. For whatever reason, like I nail that to oh, the I point know. where it's like I walk in some play, like a shop, and I'm like bonjour, and then they're like ba 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 ba, and I'm like whoa, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't actually speak yeah, this don't shit. Do don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Cordon <laughs> Bleu. <laughs> I the Dallaire. Um, Menage a trois. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we love the French people. Uh, we love yeah. the French people. I like I said, I went to and the kissing. <laughs> went, went to France for my bachelor party. Love the Chateau Noctopon region, <laughs> uh, which is in the Côte d'Aron Valley. Because yeah. I love uh, oh, Côte d'Aron. Côte d'Aron wine. Oh, cool, brother. Man. I got some bottles in there. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I <laughs> we're digress. off on all yeah, sorts of tangents. That's a sidebar. Sidebar on top of a sidebar. <laughs> Back to work. Yeah. Um, so uh, talking about manic at yes, work. Yes, manic at work. <laughs> Um, you what you know something funny I would do at Technicolor when I was depressed mm. and I didn't want to talk to anybody, I would get a handful of work orders. So I had this paper in my hand, and I would just take like long walks throughout the building and look irritated. <laughs> and people, <laughs> people would like they would see that I had all this paper in my hand, right. and I was like looking irritated going somewhere, and they'd be like, "Oh man, he must be he must be on a project." Yeah, he, I, I don't want to bother him. Uh, <laughs> it was a very George Costanza thing. It is very much. <laughs> I, that's that's funny, right? Because here's the other part of it: you're at manic at work. You're super fucking productive, right? Yeah. So what does the management do? Or what is the... the they the, give you more they work. They give you more work. They may even promote you, mm -hmm. which then adds stress and pressure, which makes you go more manic more often. Okay, so is, here's the story <laughs> that goes along with that. Story time with Brad. 
Uh, Fred so. releasing an album of classics, by the way. Yeah. yeah like standards. It's going to be great. <laughs> so, Moon uh, River. Wider than the Nile. <laughs> um, so I was at Technicolor, again, doing these like 80-hour work weeks. I think I'd worked 12 consecutive 16-hour shifts. Gross. Without a day off. Gross. Right? So I've got two QC bays running at once. I've got a movie in each one. Okay. And I'm like bouncing back and forth, making sure everything's okay. And I need to have a team meeting with my guys. It's like 11 p.m. at night or something. So I get everybody together in the conference room, have this team meeting, come back out. The audio's gone in one of the booths. And like these projects have to be out at like 5 a.m. or something, right? And I'm trying everything and I cannot get the audio to work. And I was just like, I was manic as shit. I was at my wits end with all this. (laughs) And I go, ah! And I hit the steel door to the QC bay, a steel door, and ripped it off the hinges. Ooh. And then I grab the chair, and I walk out into the hallway, and I chuck it down the hall. And this thing goes like 20 fucking feet into the wall. And I was like, ah! <laughs> like, oh, no. So the next day, my boss calls me into his office, and he's like, we saw the security footage. <laughs> The president of the company would like to speak to you. Oh, no. Or the president of the division. Oh, okay. Okay. So I go to his office, and I sit down, and he shows me the video. And I'm expecting to lose my job. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, sure. And so I'm like, yeah, I, I know I shouldn't have done that. And you know, I start to go into my spiel, and he cuts me off, and he goes, I really admire your passion. Oh, my. We'd, we'd like to give you a promotion. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you talking about? And I was like, all right. What are you dying about? Yeah. So I went full Incredible Hulk at work, and I got a raise out of it. Well, that'll teach you. That'll teach you. Do you want to get something accomplished at work? Just knock a door off the hinge, yeah. throw a chair, yeah. and wait for your boss to call, because that's how it it works. You it's- know, I talked to his uh, his son-in-law, also worked there, and he told me this story. He was like, yeah, uh, uh, when uh, when his daughter told him that that we were dating, the only question he asked her was, is he a hard worker? Oh <laughs> like, that's God. the only thing he cared about. Oh my so in God. hindsight, I'm like, I guess it was a good thing. It's like, man, this guy's, he li- he likes, he cares about the he cares company. About the company. <laughs> but see, that's the other thing, yeah. right? Like, especially being American, like, you bury yourself in work. Like, that's what yeah. you do. Like, your your work ethic is who you are. Your job is who you are in America. Yeah. Right? And And that defines you. So if you're good at your job, then you're good at life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if you're manic and when you're manic, you're better at your job, which means you're better at life, you're going to send yourself into a manic state every time. Every time because you're yeah. you feel like you're succeeding. You feel like you're succeeding. And then you come home and yeah, you don't have energy for your wife or your kids or your dogs, but you're doing great at work. Yeah. So, you know, it like and and you know what? They should understand that. Like the wife, the kids, yeah. the dogs, they should understand the fact. And why that, don't you? And why I'm don't killing you? myself for you. Yeah, this is all for you. Yeah. And like, well, I support you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and it's so backwards and it's so fucked. And yeah. until I knew I was bipolar, I couldn't see around that. Like, I couldn't yeah. see that. I, I couldn't be like, why don't you get this? Well, that, that is such a fucked up thing about American society because I'm not saying you shouldn't take pride in your work. No, of course. Especially if it's something you love. Yeah. But, when you ask someone, what do you do? Or tell me about them, about yourself. That's the first thing out of the mouth. Well, you know, I work in sales. Yep, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about job. the job. Yep, yep. Have you ever asked somebody, what do you do? And the response is, I'm a father. 
yeah. You know? No. No, that's not the first thing no, out of their mouth. Because ever. that is our identity. Our right. identity in this country is our job. Mm-hmm. And our measure of self-worth in this country is how much money do you make? Yeah, it's true. There was a movie. I forget what it was, but Brad Pitt was in it. And he's he's talking to somebody and he's he says, America's not a country. It's a business. And that's stuck with me. Sure. Because that's how we view life sure. in this country. <clears throat> Is yeah. as a business. How much money do you make? Yeah. How how much are you worth? That's your worth. That's yeah. that's your your intrinsic worth is yeah. based off of how much money you make, and that affects every aspect of your life socially. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, and the, I fall into that. I've said before, like one of my one of the things that I will judge you guys on that to me is a measure of a man. Do you work? Sure. You know, yeah. and guys who don't work, I'm like, you're not a man. None and that man. might be archaic and assholeish of me, but I can't get past That's that. That's just, yeah. yeah. I, I, and, but you sit there and you go, like, how, how much money do you make? You know, what did you, are you investing that money well? Yeah. You know, like, all of this speaks to how prosperous and how good of a person you are. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you make good money, that means you work hard. And if you work hard, you're doing that because you are supporting your family. And if you don't work hard and you don't make a lot of money, then you don't care about your family and you don't care about yourself or your place in society. So And, and you have no purpose. You have you're no just, purpose. So you're why? a leech. You're a leech. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Enjoying Batshit? Please like, subscribe, and share it on social media. If you have someone you think may need to hear it, we encourage you to share it with them and to start your own conversation about mental health. I'm really looking forward, and I don't know if this will ever happen because it's America um, <laughs> and the world. I would love um, a uh, 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 what's what is it called? Like a, a a a standardized wage in that like everybody gets paid to do oh, nothing. Um, like what's, a uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, universal what's... basic income. Thank you, yeah. universal basic Where income. Where your your basic necessities are taken care of. They're just taken care of. Yeah. And if you want to work, you can work. But your basic necessities are taken care of. I think it's Denmark that they've been trying that for a couple of years. Yeah. It's, it's worked well. It's worked Because the fear is that everybody is like, well, why would anybody work a job? Right. And everybody's still working a job. Right. Because A, you still have 16 hours you're awake to fill in a day. But B, it just covers your necessities. You can survive. Right. But if you want a TV, you're still going to have to work a job to buy the TV. And I, I, you know? I wish, like maybe that's a little socialist of me. Um I, I really I like that idea of a universal basic income because I think your Che Guevara mustache is what's a little socialist. Is that what about. it is? It's not the beret, huh? All right. Well, maybe the beret. Uh, the beret's stylish. See, I uh, just thought that was French too. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. Um, but yeah, that, that that idea of like, okay, if all my necessities are covered, right, and I go into work, am I still gonna bust my tail the way I bust my tail now? I don't know. Because yeah. I'll be honest, I could not give less of a shit about material things. I do not care. Yeah. I I I will I go into work and you know my my industry people make some pretty good money and I drive a 2011 Nissan Versa that the other day I had to get underneath and drill holes into the dust shield to install new bolts just to keep the thing from dragging down the street. Yeah. And uh my buddy who's there, he's driving a um, oh, what, a WRX, Subaru WRX, and now he's talking about getting an Audi, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, when are you going to upgrade your car? And I'm like, oh, my car works, so why would I? And he's yeah. like, well, it doesn't have a backup camera. It doesn't have this. It doesn't have that. I'm like, yeah, but who gives a fuck? Yeah. And at the same time, I'm the one there busting my ass to make the money that I just said I don't care about because I don't care about the – the um the 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 physical you know the material things that come along with it and it's so backwards yeah 
it's weird. You know, we, we do that because we're supposed to. Right. We do it for security. Well, and it's also a measure of success. And it's a measure of success. Right. If you sell a script yeah. and you make money off of the sale of that script, that says, hey, Brad's worth something. Yeah. Brad well, has worth. You know, and that's interesting because those status symbols, for me anyway, come into play the most when I'm super manic. Mm. When... And this is the the case with a lot of people. You're super manic, and you're like, I'm going to go out and fucking buy a Porsche. Yep. Like, why the hell? Yeah, why would you it, do Like, that? yeah, because I'm with you. Like, when I'm normal me, a car is a tool. Yeah, it's a tool. It's a, it's a vacuum cleaner. It's a hammer. Does it do its intended job? Right. That's all I give a shit about. When I'm manic, I'm like, no, man, I want to drive around in this Porsche and pull up at a red light, and you see those chicks in that car next to me? They're going to look at me and be like, that's one rockin' dude. That's <laughs> <laughs> rockin' dude. Because that's what you want chicks to say. Because that's what chicks say, man. Chicks say, rockin' dude. dude. (laughs) Those chicks are all 76, but they're saying it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what rockin' dude. It's the Golden Girls. Oh, my God. That's that's who I pulled up next to. Uh, I want that on a t shirt. I just want Brad like leaning out a window and like a a speech bubble is like, that's one rockin' dude. Oh, that's yeah. good stuff. Uh, merchandise. You, you know, though, so uh, uh, <laughs> we've we've really gotten on this topic, uh, but it's been interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> So I will bring what we've been saying back to topic. You're right. In that, it. when you're struggling with mental illness, I think a lot of these things can compound it. Obviously, sure. the stress from work. But if you're also feeling, for instance, I'm not enough. Right. I'm not making enough money. I haven't moved up enough in, in my company. When you're depressed, we've talked about a lot, these feelings of worthlessness. You know, what's my place in the world? Why do I exist? You know, I'm, I'm a lazy piece of shit. And that stuff gets compounded mm. with all of that in the workplace. And a lot of workplaces, while legally, they have to accept your mental illness. Right, right. It still doesn't change the fact for your boss that he has numbers he has to hit every month and are you getting shit done? Sure. You know, you, you know, I, this just occurred to me It's something that that I like about being manic at work is they don't see the other side of me. Yeah. They only see the manic side. Adam's a hard worker. Adam's a he's hard funny. Work. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He's always firing on all cylinders. So like that's their impression of me. Like yeah. when they go home, they are still picturing me at home being that same upbeat, positive, fast-thinking, fast-moving yeah. person. They're not seeing the the shit pile that is me in a press state. Yeah, they're not seeing me sitting in the dark, scrolling through coffin catalogs. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get the latest? Oh, man. Oh, man it's really Coffins sweet. Monthly? Yeah, Coffins Monthly. I love that, that. That red velvet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> they did this great editorial about pine versus walnut. And I'll just tell you, man, it's spot on. But yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it, too, right? It's that perception, like, you don't really know me. You don't. Yeah. If you work with me, you don't really know me. I mean, even if we went out and grabbed drinks, you don't really know me. Yeah. You know what I present to you. You know the manic me. You know manic me. And you, you think manic me's fucking amazing. Yeah. You know you know actor Brad. Right. And actor yeah. Brad only has to keep that up while he's at work. Yeah. He gets t- like in back Brad, you were just talking about working eighty hours a week, and that's a whole different kit and caboodle. But if you Yeah, work that was a, that was stupid. Yeah. But if you work <laughs> like forty to fifty hours a week, 
then you have the weekend to recharge. You have the nights to recharge. Mm-hmm. If you wake up early, you have the morning to recharge. And then you can go and you can be manic 40 or 50 hours a week. Yeah. You can you can handle that. Because you'll you'll crash for those two days and you can recharge. Yeah, Maybe but, you don't feel like going to work on money Monday, but you force yourself to and then yeah. the mania kicks in. And then mania kicks in and you just ride that wave until the end of the work day. Yeah. You know, it could be a vicious you know, cycle. Th- and that's probably why a lot of people get burnt out at their jobs. Sure. When you think about it. I mean, we, we talk so much about how many people out there are probably undiagnosed with something. Mm. Imagine if, I mean, shit, we don't have to imagine. We've done this most of our lives. Right. We were undiagnosed bipolar. We had no idea. And we would grind ourselves to fucking dust in those manic states. And then you'd burn out. You'd quit, you'd lose the job, whatever. Right. Well, and then look at what happened with the work from home situation, right? Because now Manic Brad can't escape to his home at the end of his eight to 10 hour right. work day. Now he's accessible 24 hours a day via a Zoom link mm-hmm. or email or text messages. When I was working during the pandemic, <clears throat> I was never busier. Like a lot of people lost their jobs, and I'm so sorry about that. In post-production, we were slammed because everyone was desperate for content, right? So everybody was like, we need more shows. We need more shows. We need them to happen now. I was working 16-hour days, right? And I was working that not because I was busy for all 16 hours of those days. It's because at any moment, my bosses of these production companies that hired me felt like it was within their right to reach out to me at 2 a.m., at... At, right. you know, uh, at noon when I'm supposed to be on my lunch break, whatever, and be like, uh, I need this now. So I'm I'm like always at a 10. That's I'm always what... running at a 10 because yeah. I'm, I'm ready to produce for these people who I think their opinion of me matters, which it doesn't. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and like, so I burn out. I burn. Yeah. I got shingles. I got shingles the last time I worked on the Emmys. Yeah. And this was the third year in a row I'd worked on the Emmys. And my, my wife's like, what what is that on your eye? And I woke up and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't, there's something on my eye. She's like, I think it's a sty. How'd you get a sty? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, well, stay in bed. I'm gonna take the dog for a walk. She comes back. She's like, there are three of them on your face now. We have to call the doctor. And <laughs> he, the doctor was like, how old are you? And I'm like, oh, at the time I was like 37, 38. He's like, you're not supposed to get shingles until you hit the 50s. Do you have a stressful job? And I'm like, well, I make it stressful for myself, <laughs> so yes. And yeah, burned out. Like, yeah. Of course you're burned out. You're always at the beck and call. You're always reachable. You know, It's the problem with the modern workspace in general. Yeah, agreed. Because of email and cell phones. You don't get time off. No, man. There's no, no time off. I- you are constantly reachable. And even like, <laughs> I, do, I do work for a nonprofit. Um. The uh, the Horror Writers Association, if you're interested in uh, horror writing or uh, uh, the uh, dark literature, uh, please check us the out. Dark literature. Yeah. The Necronomicon. Yeah. <laughs> Ex mortis. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so even even with that, like I'm constantly, my I'm always behind on my inbox, but people will tag me and shit on social media. And it's like. Like, I can't even have, like, a centralized workplace. Right. Where it's like, oh, I'll just go in and get through my email and tackle what I need to do today. It's like, you know, somebody's hitting me up and they're like, hey, did you see this thing that somebody did on Facebook? Or somebody tweeted this? And I'm like, god damn it, I got to run over there now. We got to do a whole episode just on social, social media, media. Because oh, that's, that's, that's it's, its own thing. So detrimental to mental health. But, um, 
but going back to the work idea of like, yeah, you're always reachable. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and you're supposed to be. Yeah. And it's one of the biggest things I'm stressing. I got a promotion back in December is like, what do you want to accomplish? I'm like, work-life balance. I want everybody on my team, once their shift is over, to turn off their phone. You know what I mean? They don't have to check their emails. Right. We have night guys for that. You know what I mean? If someone's got to work the weekend, we have weekend guys for that. Don't look at your emails. But I still got people that's ingrained in them. Like, yeah. I got my my night guy who's freaking amazing. I love him. <clears throat> the other day, uh, I, I, I it was this morning. I signed on to my emails uh, at like 8, 8.30 just to get ahead. And I saw that my night guy, who wasn't working on Sunday, answered an email at like 11.30 on Sunday night. And I'm sitting there in my head going, what, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Because the other part of it is now they expect it. Now the client expects it. Yeah. And now like, you've opened that Pandora's box. Exactly. And now, you know, everybody is expected to be available all the time. And that just, I mean, how can you, how can you, how have can you balance? practice self care? Yeah. The self care that you need. If your job is a source of stress and you can never escape your job. Yeah. You know, I mean, you look at, and again, we can, we can talk about this when we do an episode on social media. But, um, you know, bullying with kids today, mm-hmm. you know, when we were kids, like, you know, there'd be in, you're in middle school, some asshole, like flicks your ear in the hallway. And, right. Punches you know, in the face, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And then you go home and like, you don't have to deal with them. Right. And maybe you got friends who go to a different school and they don't even know that happened. And you hang out with them and yeah. you play with them. And now with social media, it's like, no, you never escape that asshole. Oh, God. Oh, God. And it's, yeah. it's filmed? Yeah. Or it's uh, pictures are taken or, oh, my God, I can't even. I can't even yeah. imagine being a kid now. Like, God. And then, you know, you put struggling with mental illness on top of that. Because, I mean, that's the thing. Like, stress is such a trigger. Sure. For, for all of this, whether it's it's bad mania or, or de- depression especially. You start feeling overwhelmed, which is something that jobs are great at doing. Corporate oh, they America They're very, very is great good at, at making you feel overwhelmed. Yep. And making you feel like you're worthless. Yeah. You are a cog in the machine, and we can replace you at any fucking moment. Anytime. Anytime. You, know? what, we, you don't really have any worth. Not really. Right. Yeah. And like I said, like legally, they're required to give a certain amount of shit that right, you right, have right. a mental illness, well, but your boss still doesn't give a fuck. It's still going to come down to productivity, mm-hmm. and they're going to come and talk to you, and while they may not talk explicitly about your mental illness, they're going to find a way to to deal with you because of your mental illness. Right. I and mean, that's shitty. And, <laughs> and it's only recently, like last five to 10 years, that mental health has been covered under most most job health insurance plans. Right. Right. It's only right. recently. Like I was blown away that my doctor was covered under my health insurance plan. Yeah. Like it's freaking amazing. I love it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's only been in the past few years that we've even discussed mental health. I mean, you... You think about how many people have lost their jobs over the years because they're suffering from something and they didn't know it or the workplace didn't care. You, you know what I always think about? I always think about uh, the great stock market crash of uh, the 1929. Thank you. Yeah. And the images of the guys jumping out of buildings. Oh, yeah. Jumping out of buildings because of their job. Yeah. That's why they did it. Yeah, I understand... What they did was a shit show. Like, yes, I understand that broke, lost a lot of people, a lot of money, and, and but I, that's 
that is like the the penultimate reaction to a bad day at work. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. Just... <laughs> I mean, could you imagine having like, you know, you get to work and it's like, Bob, why didn't you answer that email? And you're like, opening the window yeah, and just diving out. Which let me tell you, I've wanted to sometimes <laughs> yep. rather than to go into a meeting. Oh, but... <laughs> and like you said, like the the work from home element can sometimes exacerbate that. Uh, you know, people talk about Zoom fatigue a lot. Oh, dude. I uh, I have been on Zooms where the Zoom is the cameras are off, right? Like so, we're literally sitting in a Zoom all day just so people are easily reachable, but the cameras are off. And I'll be sitting there, and I'll be sending an email or whatever. And I've worked with the producer who responds to every email verbally, out loud, as an expletive. <laughs> so you'll be sitting there, and it'll be silent in the Zoom room. But they don't mute their microphone, and so they'll be like, "You'll be sitting there, and you're like, do 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 do, fuck, <sighs> 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 what, what?" And they're like, "Oh, I got an email." I'm like, "Don't worry, where are you?" <laughs> Sixteen hours a day, really? Yeah. Like, going, oh man. But yeah, Zoom fatigue, right? Because like, you don't need to be in that meeting. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because people are like, "Why do you text?" I'm like, "I text people so that they don't have to sit in a Zoom meeting with me for eight to ten hours." Yeah. You don't need to. Yeah. I will text you. If I need something quick, I'll text you. And or I'll a, slack you or I'll whatever you. There's yeah. a weird disconnect, too, that I think happens with all these Zoom meetings and stuff in the fact that, yeah, you talk to somebody, you were in this meeting for an hour, you have the same kind of fatigue and whatnot as if it was an in-person meeting, but you're not with people. Right, right. So you can't, you don't get any energy back. Right. Yeah. It's just all energy spent. Right. And none coming back in. Right. And- the way you're able to stack meetings back to back to back, like, oh, yeah. it's insane. Like, you're expected to be like, oh, you're getting out of this meeting at 4, then you're going to the meeting at 4.05, and then that meeting gets out of 4.10, but then you got that other meeting at 4. Like, if that was your actual day, like, if you were all in an office, and that you'd literally be sprinting from conference room yeah. to conference room to make these meetings. Yeah. Like, and nobody would schedule it that no way. No one would schedule it that way. They're like, oh, you know, Brad might need to pee at some point, so we yeah. should let him pee. I had I had meetings today from noon to three p.m. on Zoom, and it drove me fucking batty. Right, yeah, you're in three hours of meetings. Yeah, like, it's uh, you're not a fucking CEO. Yeah, if you were a CEO and you had three hours of meetings, I'd be like, yeah, okay, you make a couple billion dollars a year and you <laughs> yeah. run a company that makes sense. Yeah, but you work for a nonprofit. Like you shouldn't have three you hours s- of meetings. You, s- you say that like billionaires work. <laughs> 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 Touche, my friend. Touche. Yeah. That's another um, French word. <laughs> oh, that is French. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. Right there. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I don't know. You, you combine the fatigue. You combine the disconnect. You combine the stress. Being available at all, all times of the day. Like I said, you never get a chance to practice mental care. Yeah. Self-care. If you need, if you're like, God, I, I feel like I'm going into a manic or a depressive state, I need to take my 15 minutes and do whatever it does to help me not sink into that, you don't have that time. No, no there's no smoke break. Yeah. There's no smoke break. Fuck actually smoking. Just the idea of like getting up from your desk or coffee break, yeah. walking down to the local coffee shop or having a cigarette outside or just disconnecting from the workplace for 15 minutes. Yeah. They don't have that. If you want to get lunch, you're getting lunch with your phone next to you. Or your computer next right. to you. You could right. very easily be in the middle of your pastrami sandwich and that break gets ripped right away yeah. from you. And try telling your boss, hey, I can't come in Friday and work on that project 
because I'm in a depressive state. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go well. Yeah. It doesn't go well. I mean, I, I will say that is, uh, it, it, it's, it's secular. I get that. But I will say there have been days where I'm like, I'm not going into work today. I'm depressed as fuck. So I'm just going to work from my bed. And yeah. I have. I've just worked from bed, and no one knows because my my camera's off. Yeah, you know. But just, you're still working. I'm still working, right? Yeah. And and what I really should do is use one of my sick days. But do I? No, because we're American. We work hard. <laughs> we don't use our sick days. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's so twisted. It's so Jesus twisted. wants you to grind yourself into dust, my yeah, friend. That's one of those commandments. I'm sure yeah. it's up there. <laughs> I'm sure, it's on one of the tablets. It was the one that Moses dropped. Gosh darn it, Moses! <laughs> Could have made the world better. Uh, I, I, at the end of the day, I think the reason we wanted to talk about this is everybody works too hard. Everybody's burning themselves out. Mm-hmm. Stop. <laughs> yeah stop take a breath yeah just, like, i'm not saying stop working too hard i'll never make you i'll never be able to make you do that i'll never yeah. be able to stop you from sending yourself into a man but you don't state. have to answer an email at 11 30 p.m nope and i'll tell you this if you're in bed at 11 30 and your boss emails and you don't answer and he gives you shit for it the next day you tell him you were a f- you were fucking asleep right because or- you have to at some point in in life yeah. Go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, you know, I'm going to say, get the hell out, find a new job. Yeah. And I know people, I know. And I know that's that, hard. That's yes, not I easy. I know that's hard. But at the end of the day, you are going to pay far more for in mental anguish, uh, unhealthy habits that you're going to develop, you know, um, illness in general that you're going to like take on to yourself, then it's going to cost you so much more in that than it will in you quitting and finding another job. Like, yeah. the, you're going to be so much sicker. The sickness to money ratio, I'm not saying this well. How, help me say this better. But it's that idea it's the risk of, to reward. Risk, thank you. Yeah. Risk to reward, right? Because you are going to stay there and be like, I can't quit. I can't quit. I need this job. I'm like, great, you're going to keep this job, and you're going to get sicker and yeah. sicker, and it's going to cost you more money and everything from yeah. therapists to pills to vacations to scotch from Europe. You know what yeah. I mean? So, you know what? You're better off to quit. Yeah. What is that job doing to your mental health in the long term? Right. And if you already suffer from something or are undiagnosed with something, that toll is going to be that much greater. There it is. There it is. Succinctly said. Well done. I am a writer, you know. Oh, you know. Everyone <laughs> knows, Brad. Everyone knows. In case I hadn't mentioned it before. <laughs> Long story short, don't work too hard. We love you. Yeah. Take a break.